Hello everybody, FPL Teacher here, bringing you the quick review of West Ham 1, Aston Villa 1. We look at what both teams really persisted with their formations and we look at what their fortunes were as they played out to a 1-1 draw, which was pretty eventful in terms of tactical development as well as key chances for both sides. West Ham's 4-2-3-1 in recent weeks morphed into a 4-1-4-1 where Thomas Suchek basically pushed up alongside their number 10, Lucas Paqueta, in search of giving Danny Ings an extra presence in the box when they crossed the ball. This worked in the opening stages as Jared Bowen took up a more narrower role than usual, basically tasked with marking Jacob Ramsey in the anticipation of Unai Emery's magic box. So, when... West Ham received the ball. They basically burst from narrow to wide and Gerard Bourne once again pushed out to the right-hand side to put in cross after cross, early on benefiting side Ben Rama. Now, of course, this winger-to-winger connection involved a lot of crosses over the top of defenders where Villa couldn't touch, literally. So, a lot of these crosses understandably were outswingers that were massively overhit and were extremely high seeing Saeed Benrahma make late runs to the edge of the penalty area, if not receiving them and cutting in shooting from range. So the story of the second half goes that as West Ham continued to go back and forth in this particular exchange, conceding possession, they basically tried to utilize their advantage down the right side, pushing it to the maximum. And instead of having Lucas Paqueta drop deep or push out to the right-hand side to establish overloads, he brought on Pablo Fornals instead. This was where Thilo Carrer really came to the fore, where prior to Fornals' introduction, Carrer too had a lot of space, especially since Jared Bowen was the one marking Jacob Ramsey anyway. So Carrer was the one playing long balls directly to Ben Rama, and only when Fornals was brought on did he truly link up with a right winger in order to set up, you guessed it, side Ben Rama yet again. Of course, once again, West Ham, as mentioned earlier, have an issue of establishing dominance. Despite playing majority of the game at home, sorry, despite playing at home, the majority of possession still fell for Aston Villa as West Ham basically failed to utilize any sort of momentum. And this is a particular trait of a relegation scrap team that is continuing to fight for its survival just by being slightly flawed than everyone else in this league of high standards. Now for FPL purposes, it is rather obvious that when you have multiple creators for a single shooter, you buy the shooter. Saeed Ben Rama, is, his value isn't just on penalty taking duties, he's basically on the end of every cross coming from, in, from the right side at least a much better one than Danny Ings. And really, the one that summed it up would be when Pablo Fornals came on in the second half and you saw Tilo Carrera find Pablo Fornals on the wing, understandably, being the one-man free. As he crossed, he aimed for Danny Ings directly and Ings doing Danny Ings things unfortunately had to stretch himself extremely far back and he barely got his head to it. So that registers as a high XG chance being in the box, somewhere near the 6-yard line, but really the ball truly fell for Said Ben Rama, who did have time and space to do his usual cut-and-shoot move, and that, even though registering as a lower XG chance, using the eye test presents itself as a much more valuable half chance. 
Aston Villa. I will use this section to address West Ham's defensive frailties in one fell swoop because Villa deserved to win the game in the first half itself. As mentioned earlier, Jared Warren was marking Jacob Ramsey, so Alex Moreno had all the time in the world throughout the entirety of the first half to put in quality, quality cross after cross. His whipped crosses from the left flank basically deserved its assist for Ollie Watkins' openers as he continued to play ball after ball into the box well into the second half, or at least prior to the hour mark. He was basically present in the opponent's half far, far more than the likes of Jacob Ramsey. Now, the thing about Alex Moreno is that he did show an early signs of being a shooting threat while playing on the counter-attack. And the unfortunate thing here is that playing away from home, eventually West Ham grew into the game and Alex Moreno's output faded. But his teammate Jacob Ramsey didn't. As Moreno received the ball on the left side, Jacob Ramsey would be the one bursting into the left half space despite being marked by Jake, uh, Jared Bowen. And so Moreno's potential really is something that occurs from 0 to 60. Whereas someone with more longevity such as Emiliano Buendia, as mentioned in the Bournemouth episode earlier on, continued to thrive as well, playing laterally just beside Declan Rice using that half space to set up opportunities for himself, if not his teammates. Early on, he basically pushed the ball out wide to Leon Bailey to set up Watkins, and later on, he set Watkins up himself. So really, with a double game week coming up against Leicester and Chelsea, Chelsea are a little bit more difficult to predict, and honestly, a clean sheet is rather hard to come by, so you can understand the appeal of Watkins and Buendia in this matchup. However, if you were to look at Leicester in particular, who have exhibited more attacking tendencies down their left, exposing them as well, well, the unfortunate thing here is that Villa's right side would favour Leon Bailey instead. So Alex Moreno is somebody that we keep on the shelf for now as we continue to invest in the likes of Watkins and Buendia for FPL purposes. Now, in terms of Villa's defensive weaknesses, the unfortunate thing here was that they continue to play central midfielders or central attacking midfielders in winger or at least width-based positions. Now, this didn't imply that Moreno and Cash were extremely wide themselves. They actually tucked themselves narrow and there were certain occasions where Said Ben Rama took many cash on multiple times all alone. And in this particular case, West Ham didn't take advantage as they never sustained enough momentum to punish Villa. But we did see that in the second half itself, Villa basically faded out and endured a siege of West Ham attacks, particularly on their left where Pablo Fornals came on, doubling up against Alex Moreno 2v1. Furthermore, the thing about Unai Emery's substitutions is that they are usually like for like. So despite exposing a tactical flaw, they still rely on individual quality, bringing on the likes of Duran for Watkins, Bertrand Traore for Leon Bailey, and Lucas Dean for Alex Moreno himself. Just basically banking on individual player quality to come through for them. Now I understand that this particular recording comes after the Villa Bournemouth game and truthfully the reason for this is that the FPL report card series is about to kick off soon starting with the most unpopular team being Bournemouth 
where the second most unpopular team, which will be quickly reviewed up next, would be West Ham as well. So look forward to those two report cards being dropped in the relatively near future as we continue to look at the plight of the relegation-threatened teams moving forward before moving slowly but surely up the table before the international break is over. Speak to you soon.